You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Jesus gave the parable, he said that the seed that produced the most fruit was the one which fell on a good heart and there was understanding and that produced um, 30 fold, 60 fold and 100 fold and this afternoon, this morning God has sent us his servant to feed us with knowledge and understanding and I am very sure that the seeds that will be planted in our hearts this morning will bring forth in some of us a 30-fold, in some of us a 60-fold, but for all of us who desire it, a 100-fold manifestation of the anointing of God. You know, ministering to us this morning is a man who carries the anointing, and I think he taught us that anointing can be caught. So I'm believing God that as Bishop Richard Ayi, our founder, God's servant here with us, ministers to us this morning, we will catch a little bit of the anointing that he walks in, which is the anointing of our father, Bishop Daggerwood Mills. It gives me great joy to welcome to the pulpit this morning, Bishop Richard Ayi. One, two, one, two, one, two. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for the blessed privilege to be in your presence. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Thank you, Lord, that your purposes shall be done amongst us. In every church, every ministry represented here, let your Holy Spirit be a blessing to them, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the great mercy and the great blessing you have brought our way. May we be blessed in this conference. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Thank you. And it's a blessing to see all of you again. Um, Bishop Hattonwood, you're especially welcome. Good to see you. Good to see all of you. Fantastic. Are we blessed to be in church today? Um, chapter 2 Yesterday I started sharing with you from um, The book Catch the Anointing I said I'm sharing on um, The theme of the um, What do you call it The conference 
Catch the Anointing. So I'm sharing with you from the book, Catch the Anointing. Then chapter two is associating with great men of God. So in the journey of um, catching the anointing, your association is what is the next thing to see in your life that you associate with great men of God. Um, you're, you're distancing yourself from great men of God is distancing yourself from an anointing. Like I kept emphasizing yesterday, when you see a church, when you see a ministry, when you see anything going on within the church, what you are looking at is a spirit that is in operation, which is an anointing which is in operation. It's not just a man or just an ordinary person or an organized system. Anything that you see is a spirit, which is an anointing that is at work. Without, without that spirit and without that anointing, things will be different. Things will be different. Um, whatever spirit someone has, there's always a manifestation of that spirit. And the manifestation is what brings about the good works and the works that are done within any church, every church, and every ministry. So every church, every ministry, every anointed man of God, whatever he's able to do, and whatever you see him do, is a result of the anointing that's on his life. So associating with great men of God is another point in your journey of catching an anointing. You know, people, people like to criticize men of God. Like I was saying, uh, as I would advise and give us a free advice. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion that refrain and stay away from criticism and from things that appear controversial, even though they are not controversial. So I don't even know why we even make it controversial. It's not even controversial. Do you understand? So ref- instead of criticizing, always rather desire on what can I learn? What can I learn? What can I learn? Because the thing you are not used to does not mean that it's not the right thing. In the book of Acts, someone said, someone said, these people are drunk. And someone also said, this is that which was prophesied. You understand? So you will see that when you see, when maybe when you see people, someone talking to himself, to you it means he's drunk or he's mad. But in reality, what is happening to him is that he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Is a spirit, but you are just not used. You are just not used to the spirit coming into somebody and the person talking. You know the spirit to manifest in another way or in some other way that you are used to. So Christians and my dear um, um, friends in the ministry, we have to learn. We have to learn to um, gain a great deal of latitude and broadness where the manifestation of the anointing is concerned, so that you don't kick out of your life something that you actually need in building your church, building your ministry, and building what God has called you to do. And we usually criticize what we are not used to, and what we don't know, and what we haven't seen. As soon as you see something, you know, next time you see something that looks different from what you know, 
Take your time before you speak. Take your time. Take your time and think carefully about it before you make any comment. If you don't have anything to say, say nothing. I'd rather say, say nothing. Because there, there are so many, if, if really Christians need something to criticize, something to fight, I think I can give you a long list of things. Long list of things that are going on in your country. That you should be, you should be able to stand up for. As a Christian, that this is our faith and this thing is going against our faith. Stand up and criticize that thing. Then criticizing an anointing that you are just not used to. You are just not used to this. You haven't seen, you haven't seen the spirit in operation in that way before. So you are just talking. So um, these, these are some of the things that sometimes lead and cuts us off. An anointing and a grace that we could have had. Even maybe even a teaching. If the teaching of catch the anointing, maybe you're not used to it. Maybe you've not studied. Maybe it's not been, it's a revelation has not been given to you that anointing can be caught. But there are several people who will testify and tell you that, look, I caught an anointing. I received a grace that was in operation in this ministry and on this person's life. And it has changed and affected my ministry. But there are people who say that. It, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the way it works. Even though you, you can even explain to them that what you are saying is something that we can even see working in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So am, I, am I talking to the right people? Am I in the right place? Yes. Well, I seem to be talking a lot this, this morning. So I, um, I, pray, I pray that we would really, really, really refrain from stay off stay off making comments on things that you are not used to or you don't understand or looks looks different from what you know looks different from what you know you know um you know you know rice and stew and then you see somebody eating jollof which is, I think, it's, it's, which is a mixture of rice and stew and boiled together. Yes. But because, because it's mixed, you are, you are, you are saying that why, why, why is the rice not white? Yes, um, that's be, be, only because you, you are used to something else. And you are seeing something else. But it is the same thing. When you, it's the same thing. That's why I took my time and read through 1 Corinthians chapter 12. As the, as the scripture kept saying, but the same spirit, but the same spirit, the same spirit, diversities of good, of, of gifts, diversities of administrations, but the same spirit, the same spirit, the same spirit. So be careful that what you are about to fight or what you are trying to fight, or what you are taking your time to analyze and come up with seven reasons why it is wrong, you'll be amazed that it is the same spirit. It is the same spirit. It's the same spirit. So here, the next chapter is telling us that associating with great men of God. Okay. Second Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2 and um, I think I should read it otherwise I have to turn my back to you and read it. Hmm. 
Second Kings chapter 2. I don't know whether the font is smaller or the last time I came here I could read better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Yes. But I can see that it says that it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Okay, I'm not, I'm, it's not bad. Yes. And, and Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take, thy master, will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold thy peace. Hold ye your peace. Verse 4 says, And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee. I'm talking about associating with great men of God. Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord thy God will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Verse 7. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together. And smote the waters, and they were divided hither, thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. Verse 9. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from, from thee. And Elisha said unto him, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You can see here that Elisha is asking for the spirit. For the spirit. He wants the spirit. Because it's the spirit that will make you do everything else. It's the spirit that will make you do everything else. So he's asking that if I have the spirit. If I have the spirit that you have. He's even asking for double. That give me the double. That is what would make me do what I see you doing. So anything you see in a ministry or someone's life that you want to do. Desire the spirit. That is, that is in operation. Not, not his shoes. Not his shoes. Desire the spirit. Unless you see a revelation that she says that when you get the shoes, you will get the spirit. So you only go for the shoes if the shoes will give you the spirit. If the shoes won't give you the spirit, then find a way to get the spirit. Okay. So, he says, I want a double portion of thy spirit that let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Verse 10 says that, And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Thank God it's not an impossible thing. 
Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they went on and talked. This is the verse I'm looking for. It came to pass as they went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So, as they went on and talked. So, in your association with um, great men of God, what you really need to look out for are words that are spoken. Words that are spoken. What is said. Now, where, where are the words spoken? The words spoken are spoken in um, the preaching, the preaching, in the, the books that are written. And then, if you ever get the opportunity to get, have like casual interactions, casual interactions with the, with the, with the person, because formal interaction would be the preaching. So even you have casual interaction so it's in the it's in the preaching so messages anywhere that you can have gain access to messages that are preached that's association with with a great man of god and you see many people again many people do not do not do not take such interactions serious enough to gain anything out of it they don't take it serious enough. It's not, it's not as though what is being said doesn't happen or doesn't work, but it is not taken serious enough and they do not go deep enough to gain as much as they can gain out of, out of um, um, that association and that interaction because it is through the interaction because as they were walking, as these people were walking, as you can see, Elijah and Elijah were walking. They were talking. They were talking. They were talking. So it means that it means that Elijah was speaking and Elisha was speaking. Elijah was speaking. So out of Elijah's speaking and talking, impartation, I think it's cooler here. So it means that the light is affecting me. So uh, as they were talking and sharing, impartations and things were happening. Are you there? In um, John chapter 6 and verse 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, John 6, 63, John 6, 63. He says that it is a spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So there are two things, there are two things that happen when words are being spoken and that is that is spirit and life is discharged spirit is discharged and life is discharged that's what jesus is saying that the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life but you see again i'll say that it depends on the extent to which and the seriousness and the and the whatever that you attach to the words that are spoken. Because people hear words. People hear words all the times. 
all the time people hear people hear words people you you, you will take you will take a book uh, uh, this book in particular this book in particular like mega church i've heard many people say to many people come to, who have come to be a bit who will say to me that we have read it we have read it we have read it we've tried to do this and do this do this and, and, and you you feel as though what the person is trying to say to you is that the things that are written there it doesn't work you know but i always i always say to myself what you are saying means that either you have not understood it or you have not you have not applied or followed through the things that you have read you haven't followed through properly properly you know what you know what what, what i'm sharing with you what i'm sharing with you today you know i can i can share it with you and talk to you about it without without even reading even one 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 point or reading anything because i can just give testimony after testimony of what i have practically experienced what i've practically experienced through reading through reading and through listening to messages you know i used to talk i used to talk about uh, listening to messages a lot but I realized that I realized and I've learned that there is more that is written than what has been preached. But any author, but any author, all the ministers that you know who are authors, they have written more than they have preached. So I, I realized that either a good balance, a good balance, or even reading more would take you closer. To the spirit that is being discharged or that is made available than just listening. It was um, it was um, this prophet Rick Joyner who said that there's a difference between listeners and readers. He said there's a difference between listeners and readers. And I remember when the the year in which I learned to, or, or I heard him make that statement. In that year, I was more of a listener than a reader. So, as he was talking, he actually said that readers are deeper than listeners. And I said, oh, how? Maybe, I, I remember I was saying to myself, maybe he doesn't know me because I think I'm quite deep. But, but I listened to what he was saying carefully. And I realized that what he's saying is true. So, I made, I made, um, I made like a test. And the, the book I used was the book Art of Leadership. And I said, okay, this is the book. These are the number of chapters and the number of sections in the book. Then I said, I'm going to search on all the messages that Bishop has ever preached on art of leadership. And I realized that he's only preached from a fraction of that book. A fraction. A fraction. So if I have read art of leadership, if I meet somebody who has read, if I say, I've listened to all the messages on art of leadership. And then I meet somebody who also says, I've read the entire book of Art of Leadership. I say, I've listened to all the messages three times over. And I meet somebody who says that, I've read the book three times over. That person knows more than me. That person knows more than me. So, readers are actually deeper than listeners. Listeners, there's an advantage, there's an advantage in listening. That is like, that is like the, there, is, there is something that you have from listening that you may not get so much from reading because again listening to listening to an author 
preaching from a book he's written, written, you usually get some dimensions that you won't get when you read. He, He kind of breaks some seals for you. That you, may, that you may not easily see. So listening has its part. But a reader. I'm telling you. A reader is, is deeper. Deeper. Has more, has more latitude. And depth. Than just a listener. Than just a listener. I'm, I'm, I'm a master at listening. I'm a master listener. A master listener and a master copier. Mm. Yes. A master. I mean, I've mastered. If, if they were to give degrees in uh, in um, listening and um, doing what you have heard, I don't know how many degrees they they will give me. Because I'll, I'll tell them I will accept one degree from just this. I'll break it down for them that you need to give me different degrees on it, different degrees and different levels. Because I'm a master. And then you know, you know. Do you know the reason why I don't mind saying they say it this way? Because the fruits are there to show. Yes, because there are fruits to show, so it's like I don't mind. Some time ago, I'll be cool. I'll be a lot cooler on it. I'll be a lot, a lot cooler on um, on 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 saying about saying anything about listening and this thing. But you see, after a while, you see that the fruits are there to show. There, there are fruits. Do you understand? I mean, there will be more fruits, but there are some fruits. I mean, we are believing God for more. We are, we are not we are not there yet, but. But there are fruit to show. So, so therefore, I can confidently teach, teach, and encourage that talking, hearing, reading, 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 listening to the anointed is a door and a key for an impartation. Is something to happen to you and to change your ministry. Sometimes just one book. Sometimes just one book. Just one book. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. My most my most read book. That's why I, I keep I, I, I keep saying and I keep hearing. My most read book of all the books is this book. It's a book that I've read more than any other book. I've read more than any other book. More than any other book is this one. You understand? It's I've, I've read, it's not it's not it's not loyalty and disloyalty. It's this one. This is, the, this is the most read, I mean, the book that I have. This is a book that I can say that if um, Bishop didn't write any other book, I can stay in the ministry. Yes. If this is the only book he's written, I can become anointed through this book. I can have a growing church through this book. I can, I can I'll come into full-time ministry and have finances to, to, to support me just by this book. I can raise, I can raise other sons and other ministers, other ministers through this. Just if you give me just this book, I'll be okay. Just give me this book and throw me on a desert, I'll be okay. Yes, I'll be okay. I'll convert the sand on the desert <laughs> to church members. Yes, just give, just just one, and you will see that your the depth, the depth, the depth. And the spirit of the book is what translates into, into what you see. So, so there are two types of receivers. Two types. Let's keep going. Two types of receivers. Wow. Mm-hmm. There are two types of receivers. What, what, are, what are the two types? Those who are 
those who are physically near and those who are physically far off. Now, when I take myself, which group do I, do I fall into? I fall into the second group. Because with the person that I am following and I'm learning from, I don't live in the same city with him. I don't live in the same I don't see him every day. So I am physically afar. Physically, I'm far from him. So I put myself immediately to those who are physically far, but can be connected. I don't know what it would be like to be physically near. But there are those who get to be physically near and there are those who don't get to be physically near. Are you there? Are you still here? So, so when you are, when you are physically near, you will be like Elisha who was, who is walking with Elijah and you are talking. You are talking. You get to talk. You get to talk regularly. You get to talk regularly. You get to talk regularly. You talk all the time. You talk all the time. You talk all, all, all the time. And you know, it's, it's going to be, when you're physically near, it's going to be your duty and your responsibility to want to talk. Most, most ministers and most anointed ministers, you will discover when you go near them that they don't talk much. You see, they don't say, they don't say, they don't have, it's not that they don't even want to talk, but they don't talk. Yes. So if you want to get anything out of them, you have to be a master of making them talk. Yes. Someone, so, someone said he had, he had lunch with um, um, one of these very big bishops in the world. And he said, he said to his, um, because, because when, when this man is preaching, this particular bishop is preaching, he's very animated. I mean, very, 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 and he's, I mean, like he's, he's hyper on stage. These, these people who can make 10, sen- ten sentences in, in one, sec- one second. Yes. Preaching with energy. But I said, there he was. They were sitting in a restaurant. And he said, not a word. He said, it's not, he said, it's, it's, he's not, he's not even exaggerating. It's not like he said a couple of words or a couple of, he said, not a word. He came to eat, finished eating, got up and left everybody. After all the, after all the drama and the animation on stage and power flowing you would think that oh if i get him in a private place we are really going to we are amazed that we are really going to i'm going to get extra revelation he said not a word not a word and someone else confirmed it to me that he met he met him somewhere on a beach he said oh wow if i've seen him on a beach this is it he was just he was just looking That was it. Finish. Finish. In other, in other words, in other words, if you want anything, then go and listen to the messages I've preached <laughs> and the books I've written. Yes, you can't get me to be talking and just be sharing. So you see that it takes it takes people who really, really want something and have seen something that they want. It's those type of people who get something. Because if you see, you see this person I'm giving you the example of. If you, when you see, you even be put off. Yeah. 
you you'll be put up you'll start criticizing him you start saying oh he's he's like this he's not friendly he's not relational he doesn't like interacting doesn't like doing this he doesn't like doing that you know like someone once met one of my pastors in fact he met um, bishop obi back in the dates then um that must be early 2000s time has changed though yes some years ago and he he said he said said to bishop that your man that's referring to me your man he doesn't like fellowship but you know maybe he's right maybe it's true yes I, I don't know maybe it's true it says that I've not been invited anywhere that I didn't go yes nobody has invited me for it, so that I said I won't come so I didn't know where it came from but, but maybe he's, it's true that maybe if he had invited I don't know whether I would have gone but it's just that I've not been invited I, did, I said I didn't go <laughs> and I said I won't go but people have descriptions of people that's like no this one doesn't like fellowship and then you cut the person out of your life even you see but what i'm what i'm trying to share with you today what i'm trying to share with you today is that even if you have the mind or you discover that this person doesn't like fellowship still go for spirit go for spirit not flesh go for spirit go for spirit don't be put off by the fact that he doesn't like interaction he doesn't like talking he doesn't like chatting he doesn't like this that's the point i'm making that's the point i'm making the point i'm making that you will see things that can put you off that can take you away that can that can make you feel that you know it's, it's not he's not the coolest of guys it's not easy to be with him it's not easy to be around him it's difficult to be around him he doesn't talk much he doesn't say this you know everybody every everybody has their own personality Everybody has, everybody has, there are those who can talk and joke and laugh. There are those who don't. Whether, I mean, what I'm, I'm saying, I mean, whether at home, whether at home or in public, it's, they, are not, they are not jokers. I mean, sorry to use the word jokers, but what, what I mean is that they are not like chatty, high pipe people. So what you see in them, that has even made you notice them to even analyze them is the spirit is the spirit why god has chosen a, such a personality i don't know why he chooses such a personality but god has chosen that type of personality maybe the thing that we would criticize about the person maybe god values it perhaps perhaps god values people who don't talk too much because the multitude of words one wanteth no sin hey. yes Maybe that's why God. Maybe that's why God seems to choose such uh, such people, people who don't really. I mean, people who don't joke much. Aha, uh-huh. maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't know why. I still don't know why. But I'm saying that even when you meet such a person, let's have eyes for spirit. When I say spirit, I mean anointing. Let's have eyes for anointed. The thing that is at work is anointed. So how will I get anointed? How will I get it? How will I may I may never I may never get the person to talk to me. So I would rather take the book and read how to start a church and read that chapter over and over and over and over again. How do you start a church? How is a church started? How is a church started? How is a church started? How do you start a church? 
before you even get to how to grow a church. Because then I can see, they see that I open again and I see principles for church growth. So, what are these principles for church growth? How does it work? How do I take how do I take this principle, one principle after the other? You know, I bet we met uh, uh, I've met two pastors who also have a similar testimony about this book. I met them in Kenya. One was a Kenyan, another one was from Tanzania. The one from Tanzania, the one from Tanzania even asked, even asked one of our pastors in Tanzania that, are you sure? Are you sure you are a son of this man who wrote the book? Yes. Oh yes, he asked him. He asked him because he's saying that if you are his son, why is your church the way it is? Why why are you not taking the church work seriously? Which is true. Which is true. It means that the person there then has not taken has not taken the, the work seriously. So he asked him, "Are you sure? Are you sure you're a son of the because because he, he said, as for us when we take when we took this book, when we took this book, so we we sat down. I remember I was I was with I was with Bishop when um, the pastor from Kenya came to see him. And he said he he even has names. He said he said the, the, some prayer. He has a name for the different types of prayers. He said this prayer. He said my wife and I." In our sitting room, we used to take prayer after prayer. This is a prayer. He said, This is the only prayer we are praying for as long as they were praying. This is the only prayer. He said, A church that was in our sitting room, then over um, about almost 20 years ago, he said, Then, then he, his testimony he said, The church that was in our sitting room that my wife and I were just praying about, praying about. He said, Today it's about 700. And I've just, I've just come to say thank you for Mega Church. You see, this is, this is someone who is far. Far. But all he sees, all he sees is that everything that has been written, I have to literally follow, literally copy, and literally apply. Do you say? It's prayers. It's prayers. I mean, prayers. I'm trying to see if I can find the prayers. It's a prayers. I mean, it's like, it's like we pray, we pray the prayers. He said the pray the prayers I, I can't remember the name that he gave, but he has a name for it. Is that the prayers for church growth or something? Because I remember when he said the bishop looked at me, it was like, what prayers are those? Then he gave an example. He gave an example. That's when we saw what he was talking about. Because they were not they were not called prayers for church growth. I'll find it for you. Prayers for starting a church. Where is it? Which chapter is it on? How to start a church, isn't it? Do not be desperate. Two or three are enough. Don't be in a hurry. Ah, lay a foundation for prayer. Okay, yes. Lay a foundation. That's the, the point is called lay a foundation of prayer. He has, he has called the prayers for church growth. Lay a foundation for prayer. Then he, say, then he says that some useful scriptures for praying for church establishment and church growth are thy will be done. You know, somebody really said, thy will be done. Look, I want church growth. He said, thy will be done. Uh, <laughs> There's somebody who look at the next one. Um, thy, thy kingdom come. It's like, hey, babe. I mean, I mean, I want to go this. I should be praying thy kingdom come. Look. Then, then another one is, another one is, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. I'm sure this one, you'll be excited. Yes. You'll be, you'll be excited. This one says, and then another one says, enlarge my coast. No, I say, Yes. I need enlargement. So this one, this one, you can understand it. Then he said, 
this, this will be the best for anybody who is not deep. He will say, increase them with men like a flock. Because it's very clear. Hey, increase us. So before you realize, you've left the other prayers. And you're only praying, increase me with men like a flock. But all the prayers are important. So somebody is sitting there and he's saying that, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, seven prayers. I remember he said, is that the seven prayers for church growth or something like that? Seven prayers. We are wondering, we are wondering, we're all wondering, what are the seven prayers for church growth? Because for us, it's lay a foundation, lay a foundation for church growth. But he said the seven prayers for church. He said his wife, he said my wife and I, we sit in the living room. And we, we have been praying this prayer. We have been praying this prayer. Till the church has become 700 people. 700 people. 700 people. As, as the person is not with you, but you are associating with him. You are relating with him. You are moving with him. So it means that when you read, you see, when you read like this, it's like an instruction. When you read like this, it's an instruction. Otherwise, otherwise you are not, you will say that, oh yeah, we followed, we followed up to a point, but it didn't really work. You know, we followed up to somewhere, we did something, but it didn't, it didn't really work. We didn't really get what, what we wanted. So, so we have, see, this way, this way people do uh, um, um, hopping. So like it didn't, it didn't really work here. So I'm hoping to the next place where it, it will work. So I'm hoping, I'm moving to the next place. I'm going to check and see where else, where else it would work. And what, and what can work. I've had, I've had pastors, like when I say my own pastors, I mean like pastors in the, that I work here with. Who I've seen sitting in other churches. They want to ask them, that, what are you doing here Sunday morning? They said, um, oh, I just came here to learn one or two things. And I'm saying that. It's not like don't learn. Do you understand? Learn. We all learn. Any church, any church I go to, I'm telling you, without fail. Without fail. Any church I visit, without fail. Whether it's a bigger church or a smaller church, without fail, I come out with an instruction for myself. Without fail. Without fail. I, I, I mean, my father has told me that anywhere we go, learn new things. Always be ready. He has told, he has told me. He's told me personally that anywhere you go, be ready to learn new things. But you see people who haven't finished learning then you wake up and you go and sit somewhere and say that I'm here because I I want to learn something and where you are sitting the person is also sitting in my office in the quiet quiet of the midweek day writing notes do you you understand the point I'm making but you will see that why why would my pastor do that it's called familiarity and because he thinks he knows because he thinks there's nothing to learn. Because he thinks that he's finished learning, there's nothing more to learn. And nothing, nothing extra to learn and to see and to do. That's why he will wake up Sunday instead of going to church. He's, he, would, he, would, he even has, he has, he even has the, the, whatever the word is. To say that, oh, I mean, I thought, I thought I'll go and, I mean, like Sunday morning, I thought I'll go and learn, I mean, something. Of course, you can, you can learn something. Why, why shouldn't you? There, there are things to learn. But when you haven't finished learning, what you have to learn? Yes. 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 You are learning from the student. When, when you are all in the same school. Well, maybe, maybe sometimes you learn, you learn more from your colleague. Maybe your colleague understands better from the teacher. Yes. 
Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes students understand better. But, but I think you understand my point. Yes. You understand my point. Yes. So, so you, you, there are two types. So, my point here is that there are two types of receivers. Those who are physically near and those who are physically far. And those who are physically far, you learn, you learn more from the books. You learn more from the books because you may not easily get access to the person. You may not. I, I remember when this book was released, uh, Steps to the Presence. Steps to the Presence. I, I remember I just, I just I, I said, well, I'm going to read this book. And I read the first chapter. As soon as I finished reading the first chapter, I just, I just made a phone call. I made a phone call to the author. And I said, and I said, I said, I'm not going to read it again. When you preach it, then I'll understand it. You see, but you see, you may not have that access. You may not have that access. You may not even have his phone up. Or when you call, he may not even answer. Yes. But when I call, I get answers. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's also a blessing. Yes. I remember immediately, I always remember immediately I called him. When I called, I just said, you know, I've tried reading it, but it's not it's not go, it's not going i need i need a, i just need, i said to him i did one sermon from you on this book and then i'll continue reading it so i always remember i put the, i put the book down and i went to uh, flow flow in that noise i said this one seems to be working but the presence the presence was not working the presence one so when i heard him preach on the presence i said oh okay this is the seals were broken i said okay book come back now let's do let's let's do this reading thing there is a difference between physically near and physically far. Physically far, please live off, live off, live off the books and thank God for technology. So you can have you can have videos, you can have audio messages, you can have all those things. So a physically far does not mean that you will not receive an anointing. Let me give you the two scriptures of the two types of receivers. First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. It says that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So these are those who are physically near. They have seen. They have seen their, they have seen with their ears, seen with their eyes, heard with their ears. It's like, it's like we, we were there. We were there when it was happening. Then 2 Timothy 4.13. This is for those who are far. It says that the cloak that I left at Troas with Capus. Um, when thou when thou what? When thou comest. Bring with thee. So it's like when you are coming, bring it. And then bring with thee, it's like in addition to the cloak, bring with thee the books and especially the parchments. So it's it's like you see that books are also important. That when you are moving, move with books. When you are moving, move with books. Always have books. Always have, always have some, you know, have a little bit of respect for somebody who has written a book. Yes, have a little bit of respect for the person and then for what is written. Always make an effort to see, to try, try and find out what is in there. What has he written there? There, there, will be, there will be something there that will make a difference and a change 
in your ministry and in your work. Okay. So, now, I want to move on and talk to you about the levels that exist. The levels of receptivity. Okay. The levels of receptivity when you are listening and reading. I would like to apply both reading and listening to, to this one. Levels of receptivity. So that we can see you know, we are, we are still at the beginning of the conference. We haven't started. When we start, I'll tell you that we have started. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just, I'm just trying to hint you on, on, I'm trying to give you a foundation of some things. So that when you start seeing some, some when you start seeing the build, when you see a building coming up, you see that, oh no, this is the foundation. Without the foundation, these things can't stand. And these things won't work. That's why I keep telling you. That's why I'm trying to turn your eyes that there's a spirit at work. There's an anointing at work. That's, that's why the conference is called Catch the Anointing. Catch the Anointing. Catch, catch the spirit that is at work. Because that is what will make a difference. That is what will make a difference. That's what will make a difference. I mean, I'm also, I'm also a son, a son to Bishop Doug, as there are several other sons. Yes. I don't, have, I don't have all the anointing and the graces on his life. I wish I did, but I don't have all. There are people who have some things that I don't have. That when I also see them, my eyes twinkle. And say, wow. This one, this one has stepped into this one. Yes, that I would like to step into it. <clears throat> so... There are different levels. You know, the, the, maybe the sad feeling that I have are sometimes maybe even children, in-house children, who maybe don't have anything at all. It's like we all have a father. It's like we all have a father. You don't look, you don't look like, even his nose, he didn't get his nose. It's like, why can't, you, why can't you even get his nose? Yes, even his nose, you don't, even his nose, he didn't get his nose. I mean, for free. Things that you don't even apply for. You know, sometimes church members will, will send me pictures of themselves with their father or themselves with their mother. And they say, oh, this one, this one looks like, this one looks like their father. This one looks like their mother. You know, this one looks like this. And I say, this one, you don't apply for it. You just get it. Just get it. Even the notes, you look like, you say you are a child of the house. Even your ear. Is bigger than your father's ear. I mean, you, you couldn't even get you, didn't, you couldn't even get his, the size of his ear. Even the size of his ear, even get it. And it's not it's not his fault. It's not like he doesn't want you to have it, but we haven't taken it seriously enough to receive some things that we need to see. We are, we have we haven't been serious. We are actually not serious. We are actually not serious about when it gets to catching the anointing. We haven't been serious about getting the anointing. So, levels of receptivity when you start listening and when you start reading. When you start reading and you start listening. Number one, level A. The levels are in alphabets. So, level A. Wow. Level A is that the word has no impact. You do not understand the message 
and you probably did not even like the message yes you don't understand it and you probably did not like it. that's level the first time you can take a book like this and read it is you you are not getting it you can't even see how to apply it i mean what, what you can't even see what to do with it i know several people who have read mega church it's like i mean really i mean it's like really i mean it's like really i mean it's like come on it's like really it's like are you are you serious Someone, someone invited me to his church to preach and I, and, I, and I preached one of the chapters from mega church. He asked, the, the next question is, he said, that's when I, I realized that this man is a serious man. His next question, when he got me in his office, he got me in his office, his, his question to me was, that, how many times have you read this book? I tried to dodge the question. He, 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 said, he said, no, because I, he, he couldn't speak English. So he's talking to someone. He said, no, 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 ask him. Ask him that I said, how many times has he read this book? And the lady said to me, he said he wants to know how many times you have read this book. And I said to myself, clever man. He he understands, he understands what it takes to be able to bring across something. And to impart, he he understands, he understands the process and what it is. He said, ask him, I want to know how many times. And my answer was, I can't count. Yeah, I can't. I can't count. I can't count. Even that he wasn't saying he, he still insisted that I should give a, a number. In other words, in other words, if if I counted up to seven, I should say at least seven. That's what he wanted to hear. He said, "If you can't count, if you've lost count, tell me where you got to and you lost count. Is it ten? Is it twenty? Is it this? What was it? Say it. So say it. So that I'll say. He said, "I want to. I want to have an idea because some of his elders and things were sitting there. So he's saying that he wants to have an idea so that he can tell them how many times they should also go and read the book. Yes. Otherwise, it will seem. It will seem like. It will seem like. Oh, just once, and then you get it. Just twice, and then you will get it." There's three times. So you see, many people, many people and many ministries and many pastors have attended conferences but have stopped. Unlike Bishop Dag, who tells us that he started going to Korea to um, Pastor Yonggi Cho, I think 1994. He's been until the man died. Even that this year he said they are going. They are going to celebrate him. He's been, he said, I mean, he has been every year he's there. There are times he will take, he will take, he alone, he will arrive with about 58 people. Yes. He's gone. Ah, He has a testimony that one day he was there. Not, Not something that has been written in a book. He saw something and he said, this is really the key for church growth. That this man has never taught. He has never written about it. But God showed him that this, this thing that you see, this is it. Yes. It's not once, twice, three times, no. You don't take a book you have read once or listen to a message, I've listened to it once, I've listened to it twice, and then everything changes. No, it's a level A. It's a level A listening and a level A reading. You, you, get, you, get, you get nothing. It's like it's being said. You probably did not even like it. Before, before you realize, you'll be, say, you'll be saying to yourself, I'll not listen to this author. I'll not read this author again or listen to him again. 
because you didn't get it. You didn't get you didn't get what was going on and what was happening. You didn't get it. You you didn't get you you didn't understand it. Just just from one reading or one interaction or one or two interactions, you don't get much out of it. The second level, which is level B, is that the word has an impact on you. You are excited. And you actually think that it is a good message. However, you retain about 11% of what, you, what, what was preached. This, is, this usually happens when a person listens to a message only once. The word has an impact, impact on you. There's excitement. You think it is a good message, but you retain just about 11%. I mean, if you write an exam and you get 11%, you fail. You have to remember that. Yes. If you write an exam and you get 11%, you failed. It's failure. So if you're able to retain 11% of a message, it means that you have not understood the message. When, when it is failure, it means, it means that you haven't understood the course. In, in professional courses, in professional courses, the reason why the reason why pass mark is very high is that they have to, they need to be sure that when they say you have passed, you you actually understand and they can trust you because some of it involves human lives. They can actually trust you with that thing that you have quali- you have really qualified. You understand what it takes to be called to be called such a professional. So he said the pass mark is very high. 11% you don't stand a chance I mean you don't stand a chance I mean next time you see your GP Your GP tells you that I became a GP by getting 11% Then he, then he says open, open your mouth Let me look inside well, One of my children had a sore throat once And we went to, went to the doctor And the doctor, the doctor said oh, uh, With our permission He asked uh, a student a student here that is being trained. So, will, I, will, will we mind if the student comes to uh, examine uh, my child? And I said, oh, no problem. I mean, somebody is in school. He should, I mean, he needs somebody to also. They should bring him. Hey! Look, at a point, I wanted to hold this boy's hand and say, it's okay. <laughs> this poor child is sitting there saying, my throat. He said he can't see anything. And you should see, you see, they have this stick that they put on the tongue. First, they will say, just say to the child, just open. Ah, just say, ah. Even me, I knew what I can do it. And to look, look at it, you see that the tonsils are pink. It is, I, I can do it because I've seen it, I've heard it, I know that. Look. So they, ah, they, ah. Then he will look at it and say, I can't see anything. Then the doctor was looking at him, it's like, what, what are you doing? So then he was giving that stick that you put on the tongue. So he put the stick. Nas was put there, and the, the child is choking because he's he, he the person is put them. Look, I didn't want to talk so that he, I don't know whether it's an exam or I don't even want him to fail. So I gave the doctor a good look and a stare, and he got up and he just said to the child that, although ah, the child did ah, then he said to say, can you see? Can you see the pinky? Two pinky spots there means the throat is sore. I said yes. Let's teach him. Let's leave. Let's. I mean. But this is an 11% student. 11% student. 11% student. 
You've done everything, nothing is working. Now you've used a stick, you are going to push this stick down my child's throat. And you see, and the sad thing is that he kept saying to the doctor, he, he can't see it. It's like, it's, like, it's like the thing is normal. Hey! I can't see why the church is not growing. I don't understand why the church is not working. I have read the books. I have applied this. I have applied that. I have applied this. I have done this. I have done this. But you are not deep. You only have 11%. Only 11%. And the 11% that you have is excitement. You just got excited. That a new revelation has come. But by the time you finish the listen to the message, the only thing you have learned out of the message is that when you are preaching, you say, Oh yes. Uh-huh. Oh yes. Hmm? You only remember the jokes, the funny parts, the happy moments, the laughing points. The I mean those, just those, those are the things that you remember. But the real substance of the message. You never crossed into it. You never crossed into it. You never crossed into it. You didn't cross into that area. You didn't cross. You are still at a very shallow, low level. The only thing you've learned is, oh yes. Because you've heard it. Oh yes. It's like, oh yes is a thing to say now. Or mercy. Or forgive. Yes. Or by the grace. Yes. Please sit down. This is, this is just level B. Level B. Yes. Let's get to level C. So in level C, no, it's very painful when you meet a professional who doesn't know what, he, when you feel he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's, one, it's one of the sad experiences and painful experiences because when you, after you've paid all your money and you are looking at this person, this person can't do his work. Hmm. Level C, you absorb the word and even further, you absorb the word even further, but cannot reproduce the message. Mm-hmm. It, mean, it means that you've increased the percentage of what you learned from the message. But if we ask you now, preach the same message, you see that you can't preach it. You can't share it. If we say share, share the message. Say, you say you've read it, you've learned this. Okay, share. What have you learned? What did you learn? Share. Just share with us. We are all sitting there. We are not even in a church or even a church or even any serious setting. Just share what you have learned. Then you see that there's difficulty. The person can't share it. Even when the person tries sharing, you, you will discover the person hasn't heard the message. Because what the person is sharing is different. Yes. Sometimes it's like singers. When the person starts singing, you see, I've heard, I've heard people sing. I've heard people sing. And for some of them, I said to myself, this person will never sing, never sing. If it depends on me for them to sing. Because the person sang a different song. You see, there, 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 there are singers who are like that. As they are singing, because, it's because they have the, the tune right, they just create, they just make up words. 
they just make up words as they go on. They just make up words. It's like, okay, let me throw in this word. Okay, let me throw in this word. Okay, let me throw this in. Let me throw this in. Let me throw this in. But you see, the, the, it's like the songs that we sing in our church, it helps the preaching. It's not, it's not, it's not, just, it's not just to fill out time. Or, no, 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 no. But by the grace of God, we can preach for long hours. The last, the last time I went to a camp, I stood behind the pulpit at 10 o'clock. But then I was sitting down, it was, it was 6 p.m. Without a break. And, I, and, and, and they were, they were telling that, do you know that you've preached for 8 hours? I said, I, did, I didn't know. What's the time now? I said, what was the time? Because the sun is still out. And I said, what was the time now? They said, it's 6, it's 6 p.m. I said, oh, okay, then I think I've done 8 hours. I've done my work for the day. I'm going home. Yes. Because I was thinking that I'm now giving them a break for them to go and eat so that I'll come and preach more. So they told me that I've preached from 10 o'clock to 6 p.m. without a break. And I'm not even aware. It's, I'm not going to say without a break, without a break. No offering, no singing, nothing. I've, I've just talked from 10 o'clock to say, so I don't need a singer to, to really uh, interject so that, so that I can breathe. When, 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 we say, when we say this song is just another form of preaching so we expect you to come and preach and preach the words that have been written not the tune or the beat the words have to be made so when the person hasn't learned the words probably to minister it and things that we can create my own words and everything, everything is different if the, and sometimes some of the singers don't understand why they are not chosen. You are not, you are not chosen because you are not chosen because what we say, what we say, Romans, Romans ten nine and ten. You will say to us, verily, verily, I say unto you. Yes. 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 You say Romans, and you say verily, verily. So even though you've got Romans, you've got the, you've repeated where Romans ten nine and ten, but you've put in your own words, and it changes the message. Everything is different. Everything is different. Everything is different. So so when it's very important to be able to deliver the message as it is, as it is. Which a lot of people don't get to. I'm telling you, a lot of ministers who say they are following, I want to catch, I want to receive this, they don't get to that point where they deliver a message accurately. They never get to that point, even though they have the same title. How do I know? How do I know? By the fruits. How, how else will I know? How else will I know? It's just the fruit. The fruit tells you that this person has not followed long enough and then far enough. Because sometimes you also have followed long, but you didn't progress. You've just been around. You've just been around, becoming proud and prouder. Yes. And arguing. And giving yourself titles. Yes. And thinking, thinking that you deserve some things. Yes. But you've not, but you've not gone deep enough. But catching the anointing, you need to go deep. How would I know that you don't have the same spirit? By the fruits. Because the fruits will always speak for you. The fruits will always speak. As soon as we see the fruits, we, we know spirit. 
As soon as we see the fruit, we know anointing. As soon as we see the fruit, we know we know anointing. Yes. You know, great men. You see, you see Benihin, Bishop Oyedepo, Bishop Dag. These are great, mighty men with great anointings on their lives. I mean, the anointings on their lives are not small boy anointings. They are not, they are not the anointings that you pick up from East Street Market. No. No. But you see, each one of these names I've mentioned would always point to someone that they followed. Age. They followed. They'll tell, they'll, they will say it. We followed. We listened to their messages. We attended their conferences. You see, as they were following, their eyes, their eyes, their eyes were on an anointing. Their eyes were on the spirit that is at work. Not just we are attending and we are just in a place where we've got one or two. No, 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 no. You should see, you should see how passionately someone like Pastor Benny speaks about a place like Pittsburgh. When he talks about Pittsburgh, you want to go to Pittsburgh because of the experiences he's had there in Catherine Coleman meetings. He, he, I mean, up to, up to this year, up to 20, you should hear when he talks about it, it's like, wow, it's like this place. We were here, this, this happened, this thing was this, it was a service here. He would even say, I would like to even have a service in that place and bring all these people together. It's, it's like the thing means something to him. It gives him such excitement. You will see others who also say that we also follow, we also learn, we also soak. But they learn soak up to level A. And then they'll tell you that it doesn't work. They'll tell you that it doesn't work. They'll tell you that we don't have the fruits. The results are not there. It's almost like, you know, we don't have the results. But no, the, the results are there. The results are there. You have stopped at level B. You just got excited. Which level are we even on? See, yeah, you have just started this level. So you just you just go a little further, but you can't. You can't. You see, when you can't reproduce the message, it means you can't reproduce the spirit. And when you don't reproduce the spirit, it means you won't have the same effect and impact. You don't have the same effect, and you don't have the same impact. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't come. It doesn't ha- happen. You don't have it. Even though you've been given, even though you have the opportunity, there are people. There are people who are like they, they are like uh, bishops or popes or whatever title of cities. They have they have they have a father who has given them cities. They have the opportunity to take this city. But you see, you see the fruit small, small, as though Satan is greater in that city than uh, anywhere else. Yes, but it's because it's because. Crossing over some barriers, you don't want to cross it. What it takes, what it takes to gain and to catch the anointing, to break through and to break forth, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it, and they are not doing it. They are not doing it. They don't want to do it. You should, sometimes you hear the argument. They have arguments and explanations. So that's even when you analyze a person's life, the person is into other things. I shouldn't get into that this this morning. Yes, you see, the, you see, the person is actually doing something else. 
And you see, sometimes you see, you see disobedient and stubborn people by maybe an interaction on something else. Something else. Let, let's say something like, let's go and buy oranges. So why we are going to buy oranges? The person is always talking about apples. And you keep saying, no, we are going to buy oranges. And the person keeps saying, okay, so when we see the apples, can you see, see that is where you see that this person, eh, this person has a spirit that will not permit him to catch an anointing, grow a church, and do something. Because the person is, is, not, is not a learner. We have, we have come, we are going to buy oranges. Every step we take, then you start talking about apples. And we said, no, it's oranges. Hmm. So you, you see, you see, what I'm saying is that you, you can detect, you detect some of these things in people, sometimes by casual interactions over other things. So you see the trait, the trait of not learning and not being able to learn easily. Anyway, level D. Let's move on. Level D. No, it's a serious thing that I'm sharing with you. Very, very serious. If you want to cut down, I'm really giving you, I'm trying to give you a good foundation and a good understanding of what it means. When you see somebody operating in a certain spirit, it's not, don't disrespect that person. Or think that that person, that person has not taken what he's doing serious enough. Just as when you see the person called doctor, accountant, engineer, architect. You have to have respect for him. Because he has passed. He has gained more than, more than 11% in that sphere of work. He has done far better. He understands something. That's why he carries that title. He's not a toy. So when you also see somebody also who appears to have even caught a drop of an anointing or something. I'm trying to explain to you that that person is also, he's also not like some casual worker who is just walking around and doing things, but has applied a certain level of seriousness and understanding to what he's doing and what is being done. Okay, so level D says what? Level D says that you absorb the word so much that you can reproduce the message. Yes. So now there's the possibility of reproducing the message. The message can be reproduced. Dr. Entry, welcome. Yes. You can't you can reproduce the message. You can. Before you couldn't. Now you've listened, soaked, read, you have read and read and read and read and read and read that you can reproduce it. Maybe you can even reproduce it almost to a fault. That even when you've not been to medical school, you can say that when I was in medical school. Yes. But you see, as funny and as wrong as it is to say such a thing, it is better than the person who can reproduce it. Yes, it's better. It's better than the person. It's better than the person that they say we're going to buy oranges, and you say, okay, so when we see the apples, yes, which is a manifestation of stubbornness, yes, and therefore someone who can't learn and won't learn, 
and therefore won't become anointed. Yes. Is today cooler than yesterday? Okay. Today is not 40 degrees, isn't it? According to the weather forecast. But according to this room, it feels the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, you, you can reproduce the message. You can reproduce the message. You can reproduce the message. Let's even forget about the effect, but you can reproduce the message. You can, you can preach it. You can preach it. Hundred, hundred and, hundred and, no, hundred and ninety-nine, hundred and one million percent <laughs> of my preaching, of my preaching is what my father, Bishop Dag, has preached. Hundred and one million. Yes. 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 In other, in other words, hundred percent plus. Yes. Hundred percent. I don't even take anything out. But, but as I preach, as I'm preaching, I'll see whether I've even understood the message. It tells whether I've understood it. Yes. 100%. 100. 100%. 100%. I've seen how the percentage has gone up with the years. Yes. I see how the percentage has gone up. That's why now I can say it's 100%. Because now I have no apology anymore. Yes. Because we're supposed to be winning souls. So tell me whether the souls have been won and the souls have been established or not. Tell me whether shepherds have been raised or not. Tell me whether pastors have been raised or not. Tell me whether bishops have been raised or not. Tell me whether churches have been planted or not. Yeah, that's all. And tell me, tell me what, what, if, I, if I don't do that, tell me, what should I do? What, what were we looking for? Because you who say that you, you, you don't do that, then let's stand side by side. Side by side means that let's compare. Bring your notes, I bring my notes. Yes. Bring your album. You know, someone, someone came, to, came to see us once. He came with an album of photos of he and his. This is going to preach with people falling down and things. So he said that so he, he's asking if he can come and have a convention in our church. But he came with an album. Yes. So I'm saying that bring your album. I also bring my album. <laughs> yeah, he, came, he came with an album. I'm a serious album. You see, you see that you see the angle. The person tilting, going, going, gone. It's like yes. It's like in other words, when I preach, people fall. Yes, people fall. Yes, people fall. Yes. One morning I was in church. I used to, I used to be the first person to go to church. It was always my aim. I'll be the first in the hall. I was in the hall and I was praying. I used to lay hands on chairs that people would come and sit on this chair as I finish praying in my suit, in my, I wear my suit like that early Sunday morning early at New Cross early Sunday morning, praying then this man just walks in walks in, he said he's looking for the pastor I said I am he and I'm, I was wondering where, 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 is, where is this going he said to me that the Lord, the Lord just said to me, the Lord spoke to him this morning, that this morning, he's the one preaching here. Yeah. 
a white Englishman. He wasn't a, a Nigerian or a Ghanaian. He was also in his suit. He was in a charcoal suit. He has come to preach. I said this morning. So I, I remember I said this morning. Where? Here. I said, I said, I said, do you know? I said, do you know what hurts me about what you are saying? I mean, I spoke to him. I said, do you know what hurts me about what you are saying? I said, because I've been up since dawn praying. I've even come here praying. The God you are saying that spoke to you. I've been talking to him. He hasn't said to me that I'm not preaching today, so I should rest. <laughs> then, then I said to him, I said, before he could say it, I said to him that, by the way, uh, this, this place that we rent, there are two other churches that meet next door. So maybe it's, it's not this one, it's the other one. <laughs> so I think, I think you should, I said, when you go out of this hall, turn right. There's another building there. There are two other churches that will come there. I think it must be one of them. But as for this one, as for this one, the God that is us, I've been talking to him since morning. I've been talking to him. He's never said anything otherwise to me. So please, go, go, go quickly before I get offended. Go quickly. I said, because I am, pre- I am the one preaching. I've been anointed to preach this morning. And I'm going to preach this morning. I said, please. Please, you're, you're not preaching. You're, you're not preaching. But so that we don't quarrel, I, I feel you've also heard well. But it's next door. Your GPS, your GPS has brought you to the wrong place. Go to the next door. Go to the next door. You're joking. You're joking. Do you know what it takes before we come and stand there and preach? You just wake up and say, God has spoken to you that you are preaching here this morning. So you, you also want to preach. I, I was getting hurt. I was, I was getting offended. That God, I mean, you've watched me. At least if you tell me that, oh, sleep, I've prepared somebody else. Get some more sleep. I've prayed. I've come to church early in my suit. I've, got to wear, I've worn this suit from early morning till the evening. The same suit, I'm going to be in it. You tell me, relax, and if you wear it two hours later. So you'll be fresh by 10 p.m. You are still fresh in the suit. You have a vessel that God hasn't told me. I said, I find it very offensive. Very offensive. I said, I, I really helped him. I said, there's another branch there. Another church. Yes. There are two more churches that use the other building. I think, I think that's where God says you should preach. Not here. Yeah. I respect that you said God said you should come and preach, but not here. That's what here, dear. I'll be Charlie. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you can't just appear and say you are preaching. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, look at me in the in the conference. I've not even started the main messages. I'm still doing introduction. And it's 12 noon. Yes. Then we're about to take a break so that my shirt can dry and I can come back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, level F or level E? Level E. Level E is that you begin to learn how to preach and teach in the same anointed manner. Yes.
begin to learn and preach in the same anointed manner. So that we, we can see, we can see from, we can see from the trend, the trend of your messages. It's like even your thinking is affected. You know, you know, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, one of the difficulties why sometimes uh, some churches struggle and, you know, it looks as if you're not a good preacher. It's sometimes when you preach, people don't understand what you're saying. Yes, people don't understand what you're saying. The message is not orderly. It's not orderly. The message, the message is it's not arranged well. The message is all over the place. Which again, you may when you hear someone with an orderly message, you say that you say that oh, he's educated, he's a medical doctor. That's why his message is no. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing of the teacher that makes you that makes a message looks very simple but yet very deep. It looks it looks very 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 simple. So when you get that anointing, you will see that your message also becomes very orderly and easy to understand and easy to eat. Okay, so you preach in the same anointed manner. Then level F, we are going to level G. So, level F is you absorb the word and at the same time you begin to absorb the anointing and the spirit of the message by the time you've absorbed the spirit of the message that is where you begin to transfer and minister the spirit of the message so you start seeing the same results the same results you will start begin to show because now you have the spirit of the message it's like the real backbone of the message you've got it so those people listen to message, they don't know why that message has been preached. They have no idea why that message has been preached. Absolute no, I mean no idea why that message has been preached, why that message has been shared. They don't know why, they can't tell why. Then level G. At this level, the transfer of an entire ministry gift takes place yes it's amazing it's amazing how ministry gifts can come from reading and soaking in messages ministry when i say ministry gift i mean like the ministry of a pastor ministry of a teacher ministry of an apostle ministry of a prophet the entire gift comes to someone and now you now you see that he's not just he's not just some some boy or some guy who is just, you know, copy, doing copy and paste. But the spirit has taken over. And you will, see, you will see from the fruits that the person actually has a ministry. Has a ministry just like his father has. You will see the fruits. You will see the fruits. Now this person, you see, this person is a pastor. He can gather, he can gather, he can gather sheep, he can gather members. And the people are there and the people are stable in the church. Stand to your feet and let's thank God for this bit. Okay. Let's thank God. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and thank you for your help. Thank you for your mighty grace and your mighty blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. 
For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.